You want to know which wide receivers the Green Bay Packers should draft? <laughs> All of them. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. It's that time of year again when the Packers trade up and draft a quarterback in the first round. Grassi, and today, I gotta get my pen. And today, we are going to be taking a gander. At some day two and day trace targets for wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers in the 2021 NFL Draft. Now, I know we already did two individual videos last week on Kadarius Toney and Rondale Moore. Now, the guys I'm going to be talking about in this video, there's potential that one or two of them actually go day one. They're able to sneak into the first round, and if so... I'm sorry, I'm still of the opinion that you don't draft a wide receiver in the first round. That's just my humble opinion for this year, considering the depth of the wide receiver class. But we're going to be talking mostly for about day two or day three individuals here. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to a brand new YouTube member joining the Grassy Posse, and that is Captain Anchor. A big shout out and thank you to you, Captain. Now, this is not an exhaustive list by any means. However... I basically took some fan submissions of guys that you wanted me to take a look at, and on top of that, did a little bit of digging and took a whole lot of notes I showed you yesterday on the Sam Darnold video, watched a whole lot of film, uh, watched some pro day stuff, and really got into the weeds here. And I came up with these eight individuals to present to you today and why I think they are either a good or... Not so great fit for the Green Bay Packers and where they should be drafted. So let's get it started. Starting off with numero uno, a guy who could wind up going in the first round. I believe he was recently mocked to the Indianapolis Colts at 21. And that is Terrace Marshall Jr., the wide receiver from LSU. A 6'2 wide receiver who has definitely been overshadowed because he sat behind Chamar Chase, who's most likely going to go in the top 10. And of course, last year, you had wide receiver breakout Justin Jefferson, who was drafted by the Vikings. Shame. But Marshall has proven that he is a pretty damn good wide receiver on his own, and that's why he could actually sneak into the first round. Taking a look at some of his stats, in 2018, played nine games, had only 12 receptions for 192 yards and zero touchdowns, but was averaging 16 yards per reception. In 2019, played 12 games, 46 receptions, 671 yards, averaged 14.6 yards per reception, and had 13 touchdowns. Hot dearly damn. That's what happens when you have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and everyone's focus is just on them. You just are like, hey, I can catch 13 touchdowns. And then in 2020, it was expected that he was going to have a big year. Wound up only playing seven games, had 48 receptions though for 731 yards, 15.2 yards per reception and 10 touchdowns. So still in just seven games, pretty impressive. And talking about his 2020 season, he averaged over 100 yards a game in 2020. So the guy definitely can play ball. He did wind up missing three games with a foot injury, but that did not slow him down at his pro day where he ran a 4-3-8 40-yard dash. And here's why I like him. It's that 
he's not one of those guys that fits in an individual category of like, oh, he's a slot guy or, oh, he's on the outside. He's versatile. You can play him in the slot and he can be effective. You can play him on that side and he can be effective. He has demonstrated that he can be a deep threat. However, I will say a potential little sand in the gears is that he did have some drop issues in 2020, not extensively, but enough to potentially keep an eye out of. I know Packers fans hear deep threat and then they hear dropping issues and they're like, no, not MVS. <laughs> not MVS. So for the Packers, I would love Terrace Marshall in the second round. I think the value there would be awesome if we're able to address offensive line or corner in the first round and then we go get a big wide receiver, a 6'2 guy, kind of built the way that Goody likes them because we usually don't go for those short, small guys. I think that this could work out. The one potential problem is I think that there's a good opportunity that either Terrace Marshall goes at the end of the first round or he's taken pretty early in the second round considering the amount of production that he's put up. So unfortunately, unless the Packers pick him at the end of the first round, which I'm not a huge fan of, I don't think he's going to wind up on the team, but he's definitely somebody to keep your eye on. Number two, we got Tutu Atwell. What a great name. I know that's not his full name, but... He's Tutu. I, I like that a lot. From Louisville, 5'9", 155 pounds. This guy is he's small. He's, he's small. I don't think the Packers are going to draft him simply because of that because they usually tend to go away from that. But hey, you never know. In 2018, played 10 games, had 24 receptions for 406 yards, averaging almost 17 yards per reception with two touchdowns. In 2019, oh man, this guy exploded. Played 13 games, had 69 nice receptions for over 1,200 yards, averaging 18.4 yards per reception and 11 touchdowns. Yakety yak. A lot of yak. And in 2020, played nine games, 46 receptions, 625 yards, averaging 13.6 yards per reception and seven touchdowns. So you look at 2019, you're like, wow, this guy is a workhorse. And here's why. The guy is super freaking fracking fast. Ran a 4-3-2 40-yard dash. Whew. Yeah, that guy was flying. It probably also helps that he's 155 pounds. Like just, just... Just for like measurement here, okay? So I'm I'm six feet tall, okay? I weigh like 175, okay? So so he's a little shorter than me and, and he weighs 20 pounds less than me. So I mean like, yeah, he's all muscle, but damn. He's small. He actually used to be a quarterback, so he has a little bit of a dynamic duo threat there. And while he's great and why he found a lot of success is he could be used in a variety of ways. He was kind of like that gadget player. And so, of course, you start saying gadget, and Matt LaFleur is like, hmm, tell me more about this. And one of the positives slash negatives is because he's so quick and so fast and so elusive, he creates a lot of space from defenders, which is awesome. If you actually go, I'm, I've watched a lot more than his highlights, but if you just want to go and see his highlights, you'll see that there's times where he's just wide open. So because of that, and here's the downside, you don't really see him make a ton of contested catches, which is a little worrisome. So because of his size, I really, really don't think this is the kind of guy that the Packers are going to target. But if they were, he definitely has some day two value. Getting him in the second round, I definitely don't think the Packers would spend that much. I absolutely could be wrong. But I could see maybe potentially getting him in the third if he lasts that long, I would really like him in the fourth, if anything. And he would not be probably the first receiver I'd go for. 
But in actuality, I mean, there's talks of potentially Tutu Atwell sneaking into the end of the first round or going really early on day two. So again, I don't think that he's going to be there for the Packers. But considering who the Packers have drafted in the past and who they've been rumored to be talking to, yeah, I don't I don't know if Tutu Atwell is going to be their guy. Speaking of guys that the Packers apparently are saying hey to, we got number three. We got Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, 6'2", 210 pounds, just the way that Goody likes him. Ran a damn good 40-yard dash with a 4.39 40 time. In 2018, played 13 games for 51 receptions, 704 yards, averaging nearly 14 yards per reception and six touchdowns. In 2019, played 13 games once again, had 60 receptions, over 1,200 yards, averaging over 20 yards per reception and 11 touchdowns. In 2020, only played five games, though. 36 receptions for 472 yards, still averaging about 13 yards per reception and only two touchdowns. Here's why I like this guy. He came on my radar before the Packers started looking at him. I know a lot of fans wanted me to take a look at him. He makes some really nice adjustments on the ball. I mean, he makes some beautiful over-the-shoulder catches. And it just reminds me of guys like Jordy Nelson. I still miss you, Jordy. Obviously, his main body of work was from 2019, where he did really, really well. The guy can be that big-bodied receiver that the Packers are looking to get, who, you listen, we, we got to start thinking about it, even though Devontae Adams is, you know, eventually going to get that extension. There's not any other wide receivers that are <laughs> scheduled to be contracted on the team right now, so... Yeah, definitely need to get a wide receiver, and I think Rashad Bateman could be that guy. There's, again, potential that he slips into the first, but... This is a guy I draft in round two with very little hesitation. I like what I saw on tape. I think he has great day two value. If he's there at the end of the second round where the Packers are, yeah, I say snatch him up. Then shifting gears a tiny bit and taking a look at a guy that I think has some great day three value, you got Sage Surratt from Wake Forest. Standing at 6-2. Surratt did... uh. Yeah, he made some nice catches in college. He opted out of the 2020 season, but in 2018, played 10 games, had 41 receptions for 581 yards, averaging about 14 yards per reception and four touchdowns. And then you fast forward into his really good year in 2019, played nine games, 66 receptions, over 1,000 yards, averaging about 15 yards per reception, and had 11 touchdowns. Now, here's where I love him for day three. He's not a speedster. He, he definitely is not. He's not super duper fast. He had a shoulder injury to actually end the 2019 season. So there is some injury risk there. The last time that we saw him play was at the end of 2019. And, you know, season ending injury is not really the way that you want to go. And then you don't see him all at 2020. Those aren't like the good question marks that you want. He is not afraid to go up and battle for that ball. I absolutely love him having day three value. Love it. I would not be surprised if the Packers draft multiple wide receivers this year, considering like what they did in 2018 when they got out and got three guys, Jamon Moore, MVS, and of course EQ. The Packers definitely have a need at this position simply just because we don't know who's going to be on the team after this season. So I think that if the Packers decide to double down or triple down on a wide receiver, Surratt is definitely someone to take a look at. You want more wide receivers? Okay, I'll give you Elijah Moore. That joke was so bad. God, I... I just, I just need to stop and think about my sins. You got Elijah Moore 
from Ole Miss at 5'9", 178 pounds. And, you know, there's those potential problems again because Goody doesn't like to draft those kind of wide receivers. But it's fine. We're going to talk about him anyway because I like him. In 2018, played 11 games, had 36 receptions for 398 yards, averaging about 11 yards per reception and only two touchdowns. But in 2019, and then definitely in 2020, he really started to emerge. 2019, played 12 games, 67 receptions for 850 yards, averaging around almost 13 yards per reception, had six touchdowns. And then in 2020, in only eight games, had 86 receptions for over 1,100 yards, nearly 1,200 yards, averaging almost 14 yards per reception and eight touchdowns. So yeah, even though he played only eight games, the guy still had 86 receptions. So he had 10 plus receptions in every single game except for one in 2020. Workhorse, you betcha. Ran a 4-3-2 40-yard dash, definitely had the speed. He's another one that is elusive. He creates a lot of separation and a ton of, if you go watch some highlight videos, you will see that sometimes there's no wide receivers anywhere near him. He's another one I think has some great day two value in which you do get a speedster. Wouldn't be surprised maybe if he falls into the third round, maybe possibly, though he'll probably go sooner. But Elijah Moore kind of fits that bill of guys we've already talked about before and that he has that game-breaking speed. Yes, he's a little bit on the smaller size, but if the Packers decide to go that route, I think that there's some great value here. Then from North Carolina, you got six-foot wide receiver Deami Brown. Ran a 4-4-4 40-yard dash. Say that four times fast. In 2018, he played nine games, 17 receptions, 173 yards, and one touchdown. But in 2019 and 2020, and again, really came into his own. In 2019, played 12 games, had 51 receptions for 1,034 yards, averaging over 20 yards per reception and 12 touchdowns. In 2020, he's like, you want to see me do it again? Because I will. Played 11 games, had 55 receptions for nearly 1,100 yards, still averaging 20 yards per reception and had eight touchdowns. This guy is an excellent, excellent deep threat. He has nice footwork. He has proven that he can make adjustments and go after the ball. And some of his criticisms have been that they're, again, they're not a ton of contested catches as you see with a lot of these speedy guys. But there was also a question of, can the guy actually run routes, which he also addressed at his pro day and in his post pro day interview, basically saying, hey, I was here to show that I can run routes. And I got to say his pro day, not too bad. At six foot and 195 pounds, this is the kind of guy I think the Packers might take a shot on. I think that he definitely has some day two value. If he's the first wide receiver the Packers go after, I would not be surprised if they decide to spend a second round pick on him. And honestly, I think that he might be worth it. You have guys like MBS who are definitely a deep threat, and I hope that he continues to do well as he did in the NFC Championship game, and he improved this season. But if we can't rely on him, you got Brown here, which... I don't think it's a bad move. Then you have Tylen Wallace, the four-year wide receiver from Oklahoma State at 5'11 and 194 pounds. Yeah, Tylen Wallace is another guy, like, I would love, if you could get him in the beginning of day three, if he falls that far. Yeah. In 2017, only had seven receptions for a little over 100 yards, but put a nice body of work together for the next three years. In 2018, played 13 games, had 86 receptions for nearly 1,500 yards, averaging around 17.3 yards per reception and 12 touchdowns. In 2019, played nine games, 53 receptions for 903 yards, 17 yards per reception, and had eight touchdowns. And wrapping it up in 2020, had 10 games for 59 receptions, 922 yards, 15.6 average per reception, and six touchdowns. So again, put together a really nice body of work. Ran a 4-4-8 40-yard dash, which is 
not too bad. He has nice speed. He has shown that he could be a deep threat. Where he's a little bit different, though, is he has proven that he can make those contested catches. So while he does have some nice speed, he also is no problem being like, nope, I'm going to go and get that. Even though he is a little bit of a speedy guy, there's not a ton of separation between him and defenders. So he really doesn't know how to break away. Maybe his route running and footwork could be a little bit better. But I will say one of the things that I did notice watching his tape that I didn't notice a ton of, at least in the other guys in which it stood out, is he's a pretty damn nice blocker, too. And I know, you know, Matt LeFleur... Loves his blockers, so... Tylen Wallace is definitely someone to keep your eye on. One of the things you do want to keep an eye out for, though, is that he did tear his ACL in 2019, so that always does give me some pause. But if he's there later... Yeah, go get him. And finally, rounding it off, you got a wide receiver from Florida. 6'3", 220 pounds, Trayvon Grimes. Grimes, great day three pick. Great day three pick. I'm all about it. This guy is like not super splashy. He's not like, oh my goodness, he's lighting it up on the highlight reel. Doesn't really stand out a ton in tape, but he looked like a very solid, dependable wide receiver. Ran a 4.49 40-yard dash. And the thing that I saw over and over again is he has some really nice hands. I don't know if it's the moisturizer he's using or constantly making contested catches and I just liked what I saw here. Again, not going to break the game open, but if you're looking for a reliable guy that could potentially turn into a wide receiver three, I liked looking at Grimes. In 2018, played 12 games, had 26 receptions for only 364 yards, averaging around 14 yards per reception and two touchdowns. 2019, 13 games for 33 receptions for 491 yards, averaging almost 15 yards per reception and three touchdowns. And then finally, in 2020, 11 games for 38 receptions, 589 yards, averaging around 15 and a half yards per reception and nine touchdowns. So again, you look at that and you're like, oh, okay, like, there's nothing like amazing there, but he's consistent and he's solid, which is again, why I would love him in the third round because I think the Packers could utilize a guy like this. So no, he's not going to be one of those guys you draft really early on and expect to be like automatically amazing for your team, but I think he's a good developmental talent that could turn into a nice wide receiver three. So those are the wide receiver prospects I was taking a look at for the Green Bay Packers. What do you think? Are there any of these guys that you love taking a look at? Again, I apologize for not being able to show highlights, but they always get taken down and copyright and claimed and all that great stuff. And I just can't deal with it anymore. So I do implore you go and take a look, whether it's just highlights or if you want to watch some film, the film is absolutely out there. Let me know which one of these guys do you like? Or is there another guy on this list that I did not talk about? that you'd like me to take a look at. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. There goes the pen again. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go Paco. Go <laughs> Paco.